Thank you for tuning in to the Mindful Babes podcast. I'm your host, Valerie Adams, mindset coach, entrepreneur, and manifestation enthusiast. I am obsessed with supporting you in living the life of your dreams. Each week, I'll be providing you with a quick bite of mind food so you can live the life that you were put on this planet to live. Thank you for tuning in to today's episode. Let's dive in. Hello and welcome to another exciting episode of the Mindful Babes podcast. I am super duper excited for today's episode. I have two very special guests joining me. I have Jocelyn and Erin Freeman with us today. They are the authors of their new book, The Argument Hangover. It's a guide for couples to fight smarter and overcome communication pitfalls. Side note, I saw that they are going to have their book in Barnes and Noble, which is a really big deal. So excited for that. They are highly sought after relationship coaches. They've coached celebrity couples, public figures, and thousands of couples around the world. And they are the creators of the Couples Workshop, which is a half-day event that couples can attend from home. So they've been crushing it during the pandemic to help couples communicate better and resolve conflicts faster in five minutes versus five months, which that is so valuable and so necessary and really exciting. Aaron is the first male to ever come on to the Mindful Babes podcast. (laughs) Yes, thank you so much. It's an honor to be the first male. Yes, welcome. So, To dive in, I would love if you could share with us just a little bit about the two of you and your story and how you guys met. Well, I think it's fun to tell too, because I know many of your listeners are desiring to attract in a conscious partnership and a high quality partner. And so just, I'll share different parts of our story that we don't always. When I met Aaron, I was kind of in a dating blitz actually, like, and I know that's a funny word to use, but I had done so much like work on myself and my stories about relationships, my blocks, my fears, why I kept attracting the same partner over and over again. And so I kind of had done that work. And then I got to this point where I loved myself. I would take myself on dates. I was like, I'm awesome. And I didn't have any need for a partner to affirm that. Of course, it's bonus. Like I was desiring partnership. And so I... I think my energy attracted in a bunch of people at once. And so literally for two weeks, I was going on a date like every single day. And then the day that I went on a date with Aaron, and I'll share how we met in a moment, I had another date booked for later the day. So I was double booking on the same day, which is not, of course, my norm. Like I wasn't a huge dater. And when I went on the date with him, I remember calling my stepmom afterwards and I said, even if it's not him, it's something very close to this. And so I canceled all the other dates because they didn't feel like it felt with him. And so I wasn't attacked. I wasn't in this fantasy, like he's the one, Mm -hmm. but I was like, it's going to feel like this. And the other ones didn't feel like that. So of course, for the women listening, it's like, oh, I'm looking for that feeling to know. And then we right off into the sunset. Wrong. There was still, I tried to break up with Jocelyn on the journey. I had not done my personal development journey, but the difference really was Jocelyn held the space for me to lean into the personal development, also look at the areas that I wanted to grow, not force anything onto me. And I think it was at least my willingness to start on that path 
as well as some other things we can share. But for the audience, it's not like you find this one guy and you have that spark. Like, I don't think that's what you should be looking for. There are some other signs that really tell you this is the partner for the relationship and life that we can create together. Yes, I love that. And Jocelyn, it sounds like you were in such an abundant space when you were dating. Like you, you didn't feel any scarcity of like, well, I need to keep the numbers going or what if things don't work out for him? You really trusted your intuition. And I'd love to ask either of you, what is your take on that spark or the instant chemistry? Because I feel like women really look for that on that first mm -hmm. date. I think it's different for everyone because I've even met people who are now, you know, in love and have this beautiful partnership and they actually started off like friends, not attracted to each other. So I actually don't really think there's this one formula for it because some people's bond and attraction builds over time. For us, it happened to be that I did feel an attraction to him, even that we met in a gym. And I remember looking at him and his friend was kind of trying to hit on me. And I was like, no, no, I want the other one, which was him. <laughs> and so I was attracted to him and he was attracted to me, be, you know, because he came up to me. So I knew that. And there was this chemistry, but I wasn't attached to the fantasy idea I had in the past, which was just, you know, this falling in love and becoming kind of like obsessed with needing to talk to him because I had done all that. I had done the like fixation on the mail and getting caught up in some fantasy and overthinking like, should I text them or should I not? And I was at this point where I was really just going to be authentically me. I wasn't going to play any games and I wasn't looking for fantasy fireworks. And because in the beginning, like that's like chemical reactions going on, which I know you're going to ask some questions about like chemistry versus compatibility. So yes, I had the feelings, but I wasn't fixated on those chemical feelings. I love that. And because of all the dates you were going on and you, it sounds like you were super booked. So I know you're maybe going to share more about how you guys met. How were you getting asked on all these dates? Did you use any tools like dating apps at the time? So I was doing a few things. I was in a season where I was like just being out in the world. So I was in a leadership program and I was going to that program a few days a week. I was starting a business. I'd go to business meetups and like meeting entrepreneurs. And then I did use some apps. I don't, was I using an app when I met? I don't think I was using an app when I met you, but I had used an app before, which I think I still have friends that meet great people on them. So again, not a right or wrong. I was really just out in the world. And of course, Corona provides a different complexity, but outside of these times, like I always encourage people be participating in life. Mm -hmm. Like it's harder to meet someone when you're just at home after work, watching TV all day and you're home and you're reclusive. I did the whole reclusive season too, but be out in life. So we met at a gym, which is perfect. Yeah. I tried to meet someone at a gym like my entire life and I failed so many times. And I think what this is going to come down to is authenticity. The one time and the only time I needed it to work was I just approached Jocelyn like from one human being to another. I ended up asking for her email. We went out to brunch. And so it was more so I think the authenticity in which I approached her. And then one thing I wanted to also speak to later in our relationship when we were starting to get into personal development, what really attracted me to her and really sparked something was how she was authentically her. Mm -hmm. And the story is, 
I was going out a lot at the time with friends, uh, watching sports and drinking. And then so in the dating arena, I felt if one person puts something out there, hey, let's do this, the other partner is always going to comply and say, okay, yeah, because that's the season we're in. But she said to me, you know, I don't really want to do that. I don't really want to go out. Feel free. And it really like put me on my heels, like, like it like got me out of this sort of cloud, like, whoa, who is this person? Mm-hmm. And the fact that she was so authentic and true to her, but gave me the freedom to do what I want actually had me look at what things in my life do I truly want to be doing versus I just do it because friends do it or I always have. And so it was that authenticity that led me to these sort of realizations. I'm like, wow, this is a different kind of person. Wow. I love that. So I have a question and I do want to backtrack a little bit and ask, you know, what was it that had you feel inclined to approach Jocelyn at the gym? Because something I hear from so many women I work with is they're like, oh, it's hard. You know, how do I get a guy to approach me? So it sounds like it was her energy and who she was being. I'd love to hear from your perspective, Erin, what had you do that at the gym? That's pretty good. The first thing does seem to be a physical thing. She has this tattoo of cherry blossoms on her back shoulder. So I saw her with her shoulder exposed. I'm like, wow, it's, you know, I'm I'm attracted to that. But subtly, I think you're right. There was a certain way that she sort of bounced around the gym (laughs) with like a smile with her head up. She was looking around. I feel like she was open to a conversation. Right? She wasn't in a conversation, but she was approachable and she had a lightness and a funness like she was looking about. So I wasn't looking at my phone. You know, I was ab- Absolutely. Up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It just had me, I had the inclination that I could approach her. Now it's subtle, but I think for some women, just look at like, who are you being when you're out? Are you nervous? Are you like not really approachable? Are you disappointed around how things have went to where you're kind of almost repelling energetically people feeling that they could approach you. Mm, I love that. And then I know you said that you were at, at that time going out with friends a lot. So what was your experience with dating in that scene? Was it, did you feel like it was easy to approach women when you were out with friends? Me personally? Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, dating was horrible for me. <laughs> this has a whole other side. I mean, Through high school and college, I only had a few girlfriends because I was very timid. The few and very short um, girlfriends I had, they broke up with me, one cheated on me. So relationships were very, very painful. Mm. And so I didn't have very many girlfriends at all. I was embarrassed because I actually had never had sex before. I was waiting till marriage based on um, the faith I grew up in. Mm. So it was a very scary place. I almost feel pretty lucky that in like one moment I was so authentic with the with the person at the gym that at least got me in the game but it was really then my own personal development journey I think that started opening me up to more self-confidence we were already together but dating was not good for me but I guess I only needed that one moment of authenticity Yes. I love that. And it sounds like it was unexpected, like Jocelyn. And I know you can speak to this. I'm sure you weren't like, I'm going to meet someone at the gym today. It's like you were there taking care of yourself. So I'd love to hear more about that energy that you were in, because I have a feeling that you were probably getting a pro, like that was probably normal for you to be 
having that magnetic energy where you were just attracting conversations in the world. Yeah. So a, a tool that it came from, and but I, I don't remember if I asked you this when we were connecting, but have you done the landmark forum? No, I've done Ascension Leadership Academy. Okay. That was it. Yeah. I remember asking that and then you answered that. Okay. It just, when you talk about being, that's a, a word that the landmark forum uses. So mm-hmm. I was doing their seminars, which are amazing by the way. And one of the things they talk about is your results are coming from your way of being. Mm-hmm. And so what I realized was in the area of dating, I was being frustrated. I was being kind of judgmental. I was being very distant and like just hoping magically someone would be attracted to me. But my way of being was that judgmental, kind of distant when I was out and about in the world. I was kind of energetically unavailable to people. So then I created, they talk about creating possibilities. And so I created the possibility of being curious, adventurous, and vivacious. And I did this exercise and it was a life-changing day because I literally was like, okay, next day I'm going to be curious, adventurous, and vivacious. And I woke up and I was being that everywhere, whether I was at the grocery store, whether I was at work and then going to the gym. And I'm telling you, like, it's not like magic, but literally when I created that possibility is when all these men were attracted to me. And so I would encourage everyone listening to really reflect like how how might I be showing up when I'm just out in the world and being on your phone is not a great thing to do. Mm. And, you know, just look at your way of being and then create a possibility of how you do want to show up instead. I love that so much. And Jocelyn, our stories are even more similar because from doing that, that work, that's when I met Ryan, my partner, you know, from really focusing on who I was being, I spent years thinking I was ready And I was just like, you energetically closed off. Like I would be out head glued to my phone, not making eye contact. I was really scared to look men in the eyes. I was scared that that meant that I was inviting them to hit on me. But really, I just wanted to be approached by a quality man, like how Aaron approached you. So I really love that. And um, I, I feel like that's an area where a lot of women struggle when they are out because they, they have that almost expectation where they do want to meet someone and they feel really nervous. So I would love to ask, you know, either of you, what signs, you know, what, how can a woman really be and create that opening to get approached if she doesn't want to necessarily take the dating app route? Hmm. Again, I think it's a matter of, you know, I started to look at men differently. Like I used to have these judgments of like, they're all so sexual and they're all going to want to hit on me. And they, they all have ulterior motives. And I, I literally had a ton of judgments. Like you can't trust them and there are no good ones out there. And so the way I would kind of like look at men was through that lens and through that judgment. So when I started to switch it and I changed my language and my beliefs to like men are trustworthy, men are safe. Like I am able to create an energetic boundary, you know, for anyone that I'm not wanting to be hit on by. And I didn't look at them as much as an enemy, but more so just, you know, another fellow human being. And then I was, cause even there were some men that did talk to me, but I wasn't interested in and that's okay. And I was just Mm -hmm. like, Hey, like friendly with them. And if they'd ask me out, you know, Hey, like I I really don't feel that same energy right now, but thank you so much. So it's like, I think not having a fear or a, a a barrier or a judgment about men. Yes. 
Yep. All that internal stuff and just really reprogramming your mindset. And I love those beliefs because it's like, we always are a match for who we're being. So if you have that energy of men are only going to hit on me, they want sex, like that guarded energy. It's like, you're going to attract something like that. So mm-hmm. I love that shift. And I would love to hear from you too. After you met what dating was like, what your journey was like. Well, luckily, I think for us, personal development was one of the foundations. One of the very first things, Jocelyn invited me, and something we talked about on our podcast multiple times, there was a way to approach it, but essentially she invited me into personal development, and once I did get into it, I think that really changed how our relationship developed. So I encourage people to do some sort of personal development even early on. What it led us to pretty early on was that successful businesses have a vision statement because it has them create a future that they live into as well as each person that's on that team knows their role, can identify their zones of genius and operate in in them to fulfill that vision, right? So we're like, okay, why don't couples have that? Mm. So rather than just trying to find a partner or live into the future that you think everyone is supposed to have, a certain house, a certain job, a certain income, whatever that is, is even a way to start to have conversations in dating. If you could create the vision that you have for your relationship, we actually have a five-step process. It's about your experience as well as the activities and even the message that your relationship is here to represent get clear on that and like start sharing that with people. Mm-hmm. And I think that helps you find alignment on the right partner where you could say, Hey, you know what my life is really about is, you know, contribution, adventure and security, like whatever that is and share like the message. And one partner might be like, wow, it's really amazing. That doesn't really sound like me. And you're like, it might not be. It's a way to even filter the people that you're dating, but you'll find someone that's like, wow, that sounds exciting. I think I could see myself being a part of that. And I think that gets the the alignment to the type of partner that's really going to step into creating that future and that relationship with you. That's incredible. And I, oh, were you going to say something, Jocelyn? If I could jump in, because you stepped over one important season that I think people (laughs) will resonate with. But I do want to underline that about the vision. And that was something I was looking, I wasn't just looking for the checklist items, you know, the looks and the job and the funny and the smart and all that, because we could have those things in common and not have the same vision for our relationship and for life. So I do want to underline that. and. I think it's important that we tell the story about Aaron trying to break up with me. (laughs) But before I go into that story, did you want to ask anything about the vision? So I, we can touch on this later um, around, I love that Jocelyn invited you into personal development Mm -hmm. because I have the women I work with, obviously they're into personal development and it's like they attract someone and they're like, he's not into personal development. Is that a no? And so that's definitely something I feel like that will make sense to talk about later on. I, I love that because that really shows that you can invite someone into growth and really create a 10 out of 10 relationship. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Let's hear about the <laughs> breakup. Did you want to add one more thing? Well, I'm just going to say, actually, you don't have to have the partner be into personal development 
now. Mm. I think you get a sense of the alignment and their willingness to step into that. But I think one important thing that we've seen in reflection, you might not be the person that actually makes the biggest difference for them. So Jocelyn got me in the door of a seminar, but I was still kind of apprehensive, but it was me talking with a friend of hers and she had almost the same upbringing as I did. And she shared about what she got away from and what her life is now like because of personal development. I was like, oh my gosh, I so resonate. I want some of that. And that's what got me in there. So you might not be the one to specifically contribute to the initiation in the personal development, help them get in the door. I think get interested in what they're interested in, but it might be someone else that really makes that big difference for them. Mm -hmm. I love that. Yeah. And it's like being unattached to it being you, like you're the one who gets them into that. I love that the door was open and you found your own way. Mm -hmm. You want to talk about me trying to break up with you? Yeah, because I think that, you know, some of the listeners are going, you know, you're obviously in working with you into working on yourself and you might attract a great person, but they're not into self-development and they have blocks and that's what happened. So when we were first dating, cause I know you jumped to like, once mm -hmm. we did get into self-development, but he hadn't been doing any and he got to a place where his fears did have him try to break up with me. So there I am one day, I'm actually finishing a seminar, funny enough, and he's on the phone with me and he's like, hey, this has gotten a little bit too, more serious than I was planning for. I really think we should just be friends. Like I'm not ready for this level of commitment. And I hope you understand, like let's hang out soon. You know, just like a trying to be friends thing. And I did hang up because I needed a process. So I did say, sure. okay, I got it. Like talk soon. But I went and thought about it. And I remember having this conversation with myself where I was like, is this really his truth or is this fear? You know, because in personal development, we learn about how our fears are driving many of our actions. And so many of those show up in how we date and how we act in that, you know, playing games. Like those are all based on fear. And so I said, you know what? I want to take a stand for him and at least try. I, he may still say no. He might still be like, no, I'm not interested in any commitment. I'm not even open to working on this fear or anything. But I said, I don't want to be 80 years old and wonder. And so because I felt intuitively that it was his fear, because there was really nothing that we weren't jiving on. Like we really were having an incredible experience together. And so I called him back and I said, yeah, she called me back in like less than a minute. Yeah. By was, the way. yeah the, the, all that was like oh my God. 30 seconds. Of, <laughs> and what did I say? Well, the way I remember it, I saw her name come back up and I answered it and she said, you know what? That doesn't work for me. And honestly, I didn't have to even think about it. There was something in my body that just knew without consciously knowing that's what I needed to hear to know that I wasn't going to get hurt again. And what we were. So I said, well, I'm back in. <laughs> and what we unpacked after that was, you know, he had certain beliefs about relationships because of his past experiences. And I think even, I don't want to make a generalization because I, I know that they can sometimes be misleading to other people. But what I find is a lot of times men do have these fears that commitment equals prison or commitment equals having a relationship like their parents or like their friends and their friends aren't happy. And so we had to unpack. Oh, I'm really scared to share something with them. Like yeah, I'm scared, scared to, to be broken up. up with. I'm scared to open myself up. At that point, 
I hadn't even shared with you that I hadn't had sex yet. And that was something I was holding from the entire world. Like I'm hugely embarrassed of that. So if we go further, that means I'm going to have to admit this and it's probably going to end on that. So it's like, there's literally a whole world going on for me, which only consciously seems like we should break up. Mm-hmm. Wow. I love that Jocelyn, that you took a stand for the relationship and for what you saw. And that's like, just being able to just being able to speak to someone's fear and speak into that possibility is so huge. So I love that. And Erin, what did that open up for you when she had that certainty and really invited you into the other side of fear? Like what opened up for you? Almost a, uh, like a safety, like I felt safe to, to continue on. Oh, I didn't know there was going to be more on like opening up my heart much later. I wasn't very good with emotion. I only like actually cried like four or five times in my life up to that point. Even when I would start to feel emotion in my throat, maybe my eyes, like my body would shut that down. So I do want to share to any, any men that might happen to listen or to also women that are listening, just because a partner is not emotionally intelligent or available now, if there is a willingness, we can, we can change that. Mm-hmm. You're not set because I hear men say, I'm not emotional. Well, what does that really mean? It doesn't mean you just you go out and you're crying all the time, but you can move to a place of being more in touch with your emotions, labeling them and expressing them. Yeah. Because I'm literally one of the very best examples of completely being shut down emotionally to actually being able to express almost anything and like empathize with what other people are feeling. Mm-hmm. Would you say that that is common with men? Because Luckily for you, it's like you had a woman who she was okay and willing to stand in the fire with you and invite you into dancing with the fear. And, you know, not every woman is like that. So do you think that's something common with men where they are feeling very real feelings and they just they don't have an outlet and that they actually back away from something that could be really long term? Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, from my perspective, when I didn't have the words to speak what I was feeling, I didn't want to say it because I thought it would make me feel stupid or I'd stumble over my words. So now I'm not putting my best foot forward. It seems like a very uncomfortable place to be. It's much more comfortable to step out of that rather than be embarrassed, look stupid, have someone that I'm trying to pursue look at me with, what are you talking about? You know, so it's just always easier to to end the relationship or to step away from it. But when you step into that, you really build a strong foundation for a relationship just by doing that. That's so huge. And I wanted to ask you for so the women who, you know, that maybe they're listening to this podcast or they work with me, see my stuff, they're like, oh, you know, I'm into personal development. I know a really common fear is that they're going to be way more evolved than the man, or it's not going to be a fit. And so do you have any, I guess, any like tips that you could share with how to have that conversation in dating to find out if someone is open to that growth? Because it sounds like for you, you just need it. You were open. So how can a woman really figure that out and see if there is chance for long-term compatibility? Yeah. Well, a couple of things come to mind because we get asked this a lot, even from couples who are in highly committed relationships already. And what I, a couple of things come to mind is one, 
is getting interested in what they would want. So they might not be jazzed up like, yeah, I want to go to a seminar. Like, let's do that. They might not be hyped about it, but if you get more curious instead of like, what do they want in their life that they don't have now, or what's an area they felt blocked and they'd like to unblock that by getting curious there, then being like, oh, totally hear you. And actually I, I've really had an incredible experience with this personal development workshop, is that something you would look at? You know, I'm just so curious about it. If you make it all about the self-development, it will feel kind of like a fix to them. Mm -hmm. As if you're prescribing them, you need this workshop. And you need the change if you're going to be with me. Right. As opposed to when you focus on what they're actually interested in for their life, it will feel as though you truly are listening to what's important to them and just connecting to something that you enjoyed this personal development seminar. So that's what I did. And also realizing that it might take more than one attempt or in different ways as well. Like they might not be ready to go from zero to a hundred in personal development. So it's like a lot of women who listen to our podcast, they first invite their partner to listen to our podcast. Hey hun, like, would you, you know, listen to this? It was such a cool episode. I learned so much. Could we talk about it over dinner? Then they do that. Then they hear Aaron, they hear a male's voice. Sometimes we can take the best feedback from someone that's not our partner. So if you can have someone else influencing, it can make a big difference. Mm -hmm. Anything else you would add to like having a male partner get more open to it? I think it's about the progress, mm-hmm. you know, progress equals happiness. We think progress and evolution is really the point of life. So if you can find an area that that partner wants to progress in, you're on the path, right? And so even if it's golf or even if it's progressing as a speaker or moving somewhere in their career, once you get on the path and you start to progress, then it's usually like, well, where else? Oh, Sex and intimacy or opening my heart. Let's try that one out. (laughs) Right, right. Oh, this is so valuable. And something that I do really want to touch on is really looking at the beginning stages of dating. That's where so many women, you know, maybe listening to this are really that distinction between chemistry and compatibility. And I know you too. I saw a post that you shared. I think it was a few weeks back. It was about how to really identify compatibility during dating. So I would love to hear your perspective on that distinction. Mm -hmm. So, you know, chemistry is what feels good, right? It's the chemical reactions that happen when we are attracted to someone and someone's interested in us and that's all fun. And over time, number one, it's natural to not feel as much of that high, right? Because things start to become more normal to us. It happens with anything exciting in life. But here's the thing, just finding someone who meets that chemical reaction with you. But even here's another thing, having compatibility, I even want to take another layer because it's one thing to be compatible in the sense that you want the same number of kids. You both have career goals. Mm -hmm. You both love health and fitness, like all those things. That's one layer of compatibility. The next layer of compatibility you want to actually take it to is compatibility of relationship skills. Mm. are do they already have them or are they willing to acquire them and Aaron was actually open to learning the relationship skills you know again it wasn't like day one it took a few months to open up to that but even when I bring it up early on in our dating experience he was always curious like when I talk about a tool yeah he might not have been coming to the seminar but he was interested like oh tell me more about that that's cool what'd you learn 
And so relationship skills is really what you want to focus on. So the post you're referring to, I like said, oh, dating apps, you know, ask you questions like, yeah. you know, do you, do you like walks or hikes? And I put, what you actually need to know is, will you walk out when we're having a t- challenging conversation? Mm-hmm. You know, another one is like, you know, do you like to exercise and have fitness? The, and the real thing you want to look for is, are you willing to really stick with it if we have a challenging season? So it's like, what are they willing to learn to be able to be the best partner they can be? Yes. I love that. And what would you say? I, ha- I attract women who maybe they haven't been in a relationship before, or they've never had a healthy relationship or their path past has been really rocky. So what would you say to a woman who's really struggled in love in the past and she's committed to having an incredible relationship? What, what can she do now to really be on that path? Aaron, do you have anything for them? Well, I think it is important to, and actually, you know, Jocelyn, as far as list, you know, she actually wrote out her ideal partner, which maybe some do that. And it was oddly specific to how many things I actually hit on that list. So I think a correlation between, as Jocelyn said before, like, now who are you being? Now we understand you have had hurts and pains and failures, however you want to label it in dating, but you really have to put the past in the past and recreate who you're being when you step out into the world. That's really going to be the first thing. And then I think really not just like manifesting from writing a list, but you can manifest this partner by really getting clear on the type of relationship that you want to create? What's the experience of life you want to have? How do you want your communication to go? What is the the bigger purpose for you to be in a relationship? Mm. We talk about relationship being like another entity besides yourself. Right. And so I think getting clear on that, that future you're creating, I think even having that give you who you're being as if you have already attracted them. Don't just imagine them feel as if you are already in the type of relationship you want to be in. What does that feel like? And I do believe that energy and that being will subtly attract someone, which is what I noticed about Jocelyn. It wasn't this tangible thing. But I also think when we get into the realm of universal laws, that I do think that plays into actually magnetizing and attracting people to you. Yes. I love that so much. And you two are experts in communication for couples and partner partners, right? And what would you say for, what would you say are important communication skills to have in the early stages of dating? Is there anything that women can really look out for and prioritize becoming more skilled at to have a better experience in dating? Mm -hmm. Well, I think first off is just like openness, openness to have conversations, even if it's unfamiliar or you see it differently. In fact, like our spiritual slash faith was really different at the time but he was very open. He wasn't demanding that I see it his way right away. Like he was more curious and having open conversations. And so I think openness is a big trait you want to be looking for when you're early on in dating. Of course, there's more like advanced communication skills. Once you're like highly committed to each other openness, I'd say, of course, honesty, like, do they say what they truly mean? Like, (laughs) There were times where I brought up integrity and not like I was trying to coach him by any means because that's also not like a great tactic to try is try to be their coach. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But I brought up like, 
is that really what you care about? You know, I, I really wanted to make sure he spoke his truth rather than saying what I wanted to hear. And I think, so I think openness and authenticity, integrity. Mm-hmm. I also think in our new book, we have these four communication personality types. And I think, man, had I known this earlier on, but I mean, standing here, I'm, I'm with the person I'm into, I'm living that life, but it would be super helpful to realize communication is not one size fits all. And often you get into these tensions because then they don't communicate like you, but there are really four types and something we go into in our new book, The Argument Hangover, where you have these dimensions of assertiveness and reserved and then flexibility to inflexibility. Now I'm a reserved inflexible by default in relationships Mm -hmm. because you can have different types like in work or with friends or a family and Jocelyn is assertive inflexible. So that gives you a sense of, how you can leverage your differences in communication and not be thrown off by, I don't like how they communicate or that doesn't make sense. Or I want to talk about this now you need to stay in this conversation. And then your partner shuts down and you're like, what the heck? Maybe we're not compatible. No, you just need to know that they're reserved inflexible like me and they need time to process. And you can maybe say, Hey, do you want to come back to this in two hours? So leveraging your types rather than trying to feel like you have to match on your exact type, because there are multiple. Yes, I love that. And I want to dive into your book and hear more about, because I know that there are women listening who are like, okay, how can I get more of Erin Jocelyn? And before we do that, I'd love to just open up and see if there's any pieces of advice or anything that's on your heart to share with any single woman who may be listening and and just feeling really inspired after this episode. I think what I would say is, raise your standard of what you desire for a relationship in terms of like someone who will be willing to have conflict, but stick with it. Someone who's willing to have powerful conversations and understand you. So raise your standard and be open to that. You might not find this perfect out of box partner, but again, and I love what you said even before we got on about I know that I really had to check myself that I wasn't just fixating on who he could be. Like mm-hmm. it was like, I didn't see him as a project. Yeah. I really appreciated who he was right then. And I knew he was willing to grow. Yeah. So I appreciated who he was in the moment and he was willing to grow. So I'd say raise your standard and be open to growing together. You might not find this perfect out of box partner. Mm-hmm. I think if I was to think back, at what really attracted me to Jocelyn. And I think it's just like attractive and like magnetizing in human beings is a great, is a combination of self-confidence and friendliness. Mm. And self-confidence is not that portrayal of being self-confident, like, because it's the self-confidence of being your true self, but it has to be approachable. You know, like a self-confidence that you don't want people to see the real you, you can tell, right? That's like kind of off-putting. But a self-confidence because you know who you are and just a a friendliness as a human being is such a great combination in the beginning when you're wanting to attract somebody. Yes, I love that. And I feel like that's exactly what had you feel like you could approach Jocelyn. And your story is such a beautiful example of it 
this is a distinction I make. It's not about, oh, it happens when you least expect it. I believe it happens when you're, when you prepare for it. And you both, my experience is that on your separate paths, you were preparing to come together and it definitely looked really different. So I love that. And, you know, leading into, I want to hear more about your book. I also think it's so important to say that conflict can, you know, there's this expectation that things have to go perfect. And it's this clear ride from you meet, he pursues you, then he has to be in a relationship and you two are great. And I think it's so valuable to actually have conflict and things that come up to really see how the other person, you know, stands and fights for the relationship. So I've loved our conversation. And I know so many people are wondering, you know, how to learn more about you two and your book. And I'd love to hear more about how they can get started on really learning how to be masters at communication in all stages of dating. Well, thanks for asking. Yeah, it's called The Argument Hangover, and we created it to really be a modern guide to healthy conflict and healthy communication, but not from a conceptual perspective. We give like step-by-step prompts of like, here's the wrong way this could go, and here's the right way, and examples. So we really love things that are tangible and exercises and things that you could actually practice. And here's the thing, by the end of reading the book, you will number one, see conflict differently so that when you are dating someone and something is coming up, you won't resist it. You'll actually see, wow, what's the gift in this? But also you will be able to have conflict be something that brings you closer Mm. together. And things like the four communication personality types will make you a much better dater because you will understand (laughs) the more reserved people who maybe aren't as like assertive in dating you. So you'll get a lot of understanding of even people as you're dating them and their communication style. And also what should my standard be? You know, what should my standard be for healthy communication and conflict? Mm. So the argument hangover, we actually have $200 worth of pre-order bonuses that are great for anyone, whether you're in the dating season, you're already in a committed relationship. And that's at theargumenthangover.com. There's a communication course, a conflict course for free. It's $200 worth just for pre-ordering the book. So theargumenthangover.com. Absolutely. Yay. And I will be linking that in the show notes. And is the book, a, it, it's pre-order. So when does the book come out? In March, mid-March, but we've had a ton of people pre-ordering it just to get those bonuses. Yes, absolutely. I know I'm going to be pre-ordering and I know that so many people are going to be as well. And Erin and Jocelyn, I want to thank you so much for taking time to really open up and share about your story. Um, You know, I'm always looking for strong examples of healthy partnership and I just you know, honor the work that you do. I'm, I'm blown away. I love all your content, all the wisdom you share and the stand you take for healthy relationships. So thank you so much for being here today. Thank you for having me. Really inspired by what you're up to as well. Thanks for having me on specifically. Yeah. The first male. First male. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> Thanks so much. Thank you for tuning in to the Mindful Babes podcast. I hope you loved today's episode and got some takeaways from the message shared today. If anyone in your life would benefit from hearing this episode, please be generous and share it with them on your story. Tag me on Instagram at the Mindful Babe. And if you're feeling extra generous, please leave a review on the iTunes store. Your reviews are what keeps this podcast going, and I appreciate you so very much. Have an incredible day, babe. Thank you.